What is up, guys? Welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. This week's episode is a little different than you're probably used to, but I believe you're going to enjoy it. This is the recording from a conversation that we had on Resurrected the other night. If you guys don't know what Resurrected is, it's a, um, a live show that we put on three Sundays a month over on our Patreon platform for our VIP patrons. Uh, This is going to be all about uh, something that I was struggling through at the time and uh, still struggle with on an on and off basis. Look, no one is ever just good to go and motivated all the time, all right? And the first thing that we talk about during this podcast is what to do when you don't want to, all right? What to do when you don't want to. The second thing that we talk about on this podcast is caring too much, and that's an interesting topic. We break this down, and uh, I, I give you my perspective and my story on why caring too much was beating me down. So I think this will be relatable to any of you guys tuning in. You've probably experienced times in life when you don't want to do what needs to be done or when you are caring too much about the things. I mean, about the things happening in your in your day-to-day. Uh, by too much, I mean caring about them so much that it's just beating you down and worrying you to death and giving you anxiety, all right? Uh, this is more Bible-based content. We will reference uh, some scripture and stuff throughout this conversation. You guys are probably used to that by now if you've been listening to the 3 7 podcast for very long. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought it was uh, too good not to put out uh, for everyone to hear. And if you enjoy it and you want to hear more conversations like this, join us on Patreon, and uh, we'll see you over on Resurrected. So thank you guys for tuning in. I love you. If you got something out of this episode, please share it with a friend, and um, we would greatly appreciate it. So without further ado, here it is. Hey, um. Uh- do y'all mind if I preach to myself tonight? Do y'all mind if I preach to myself? <laughs> All right. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach to myself tonight. Uh, some of you guys, I, I don't know. Some of you guys, this may not resonate with you at all because this is all going to be stuff that I am currently in the midst of struggling with. All the things I'm going to talk about tonight are going to be things that I need to hear right now, Uh, and maybe some of you need to hear it too. I've been doing a lot of pondering uh, and and a a lot of searching in my own mind, and the Holy Spirit is just starting to reveal some things to me, so that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to preach to myself. And oh man, gosh, dog, resurrected, resurrected. We meet here on resurrected three Sundays a month. The reason we don't do it every Sunday is because usually we're out running a mission in the back country at least one weekend a month. Um, so three Sundays a month, we meet here on resurrected. 
I bring or Blake brings a message to the table. We flip flop weeks and uh, it'll be about 20 minutes, 25 minutes long usually. And then we open the call up for any of you guys that want to to join in and, and add to the conversation. Maybe you want to tell us we said something stupid. We're open to hearing that too. If you have any questions, whatever it may be, it's time for us to actually engage each other. So that's what it's all about. That's what Resurrected is. Um, I'm going to start off with some scripture because um, some some of what I say today is going to pertain to this. Now, this is the best scripture that I could find for me uh, in what I'm struggling with that, that goes with this message that I'm about to preach to myself. Um, and you'll see kind of the threads as we talk through this and, and how they relate. All right. So this is in the book of Colossians. It's in chapter three. All right. And it's going to start. We're going to start in verse one. OK, so Colossians chapter three, verse one. Here's the scripture for tonight. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. For your affection on things above, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye shall also appear with him in glory. Just a few more verses. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil desires, and coveted covetedness, which is idolatry. All right. I was watching a movie two nights ago because Brooke went on a backpacking trip and I actually got to sit down in front of the TV and watch a movie that wasn't The Notebook. And uh, I was watching an old movie that I used to really enjoy watching called Beowulf. All right. And uh, Beowulf makes a statement in the movie. And it's toward the end and he's, he's all upset. And he says, there's no place for heroes in the world anymore. The Christ God killed them all. The Christ God killed, killed that. There's no place for heroes in the world anymore. And I thought, you know what? That that's a good point. When, when you have the, the literal creator of the universe that descends upon this earth and then dies for all of humanity, we can't stand as heroes in light of that. I thought, <laughs> well, that makes some of us upset. It made Beowulf upset. It, it kind of makes me upset as a, as a warrior, uh, but it's the truth. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, tr it's the truth. Literally what he did destroyed any of our chance of ever becoming a hero because we can't even, we can't do anything that, well, first of all, we can't do anything for ourselves. Second of all, we can't do anything that would shine brighter than what he did. Um, I just thought that was interesting. All right. We read that scripture. Now, I'm going to go into talking to you guys. Uh, by the way, guys, I don't even want to talk about this. I don't want to tell you guys about this. That's why I'm just going to tell it to myself. All right. I don't want to talk about this. This is unsat, man. I've been an unsat joker here the last 
let me tell y'all something. Can I tell y'all something that uh, most uh, pastors won't tell you? It's a good thing I'm not a pastor. I'm going to tell you something that a lot of pastors won't tell you. I haven't wanted to read my Bible here lately. Hadn't wanted to read it. Now, have had no desire to pick it up and read it and study it. That's wild, ain't it? You know, I asked Chili the other day. I said, Chili, you ought to come on here and teach on this resurrection. He said, no, nah, you got to be in a good place to get on there and teach people and talk to people about faith and stuff like that. Well, that's one place Chili was wrong. Usually, I got the best things to say when I'm in a bad place. <laughs> Odd, isn't it? I hadn't wanted to read the Bible here lately. I hadn't wanted to pray much here lately. Hadn't wanted to have much to do with any of that here lately. Let me ask you this. What do you do when you don't want to? When you don't want to, what do you do, man? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to make the statement before we proceed that anything that I do in life that is good is because I am called to do it. And it's because the Holy Spirit enables me to do it. Literally anything that I do that is good. I'm going to tell you guys a story here in a little bit about some wicked people that did something good and they didn't do it on their own power. Do you guys realize literally God, the creator of the universe, is the genesis of anything that is good? Whether you believe in him or not, if you do something good, you have been enabled to do that by the creator of all things that are good. Go ahead and wrap your mind around that, son. I can literally do nothing good apart from the Holy Spirit of Christ. Nothing. Even if I didn't believe in Christ. Do y'all get that? He is the creator of good. Okay? Okay, let's proceed with this message. What do you, what do I do? What do I, oh, I'm preaching to myself tonight. Why did I say, what do y'all, what do you do when you don't want to? No, I should say, what do I do when I don't want to? Yeah, there we go. We're back on topic now. Well, you know, the first thing that I do when I don't want to is I, I recognize the truth, and the truth is that this place that I am in will not last forever. That's the first thing that I do. I recognize the fact that when I'm in a place where I don't want to do what I know I should be doing, it won't last forever, okay? So I, I, I go ahead and know I'm not going to be bogged down in this place from now until the end of my life, okay? Now, now that, gives me, that gives me hope right off the bat, all right? The best, one of the, my favorite parts in the screw tape letters written by C.S. Lewis is when he says to be part of time is to be in a constant state of undulation. I, that is true in, in my experience, my human experience. To be alive is to be in a constant state of undulation, okay? 
I recognize that. Now that gives me hope. Now the very next thing that I do is I ask myself why. Now, I just said that I can't do anything that is good. So when I ask myself why I'm not doing something good, I'm actually not asking myself why. I'm asking the Holy Spirit that is in me why. I'm not asking myself. Myself will give me the wrong answer. I want you to understand something. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit literally comes and lives inside of you and is intermingled with you in a way that you can't understand. Now, I can sense that in myself. I don't know if you can sense that in yourself or not. Maybe I'm just a freaking weirdo, but I can sense that in myself. And when I say, why am I not doing what I know I should do? I'm asking the Holy Spirit to reveal that to me. I'm not asking myself to come up with an answer. This is important, okay? Now, here's the part I don't want to talk about. The Holy Spirit revealed to me why, why, why have I not wanted to read Scripture? Why have I not wanted to pray? As a matter of fact, I have not been able to find rest or enjoyment in anything for the last month. Even the things that I absolutely love to do, I have found no rest in them. Wow. That don't feel good. They don't feel good to walk around like that. The Holy Spirit revealed to me why. I'm going to tell you why, because I'll be honest with you guys on here. Y'all going to think this is stupid. It's embarrassing to tell you why. The Holy Spirit revealed it to me. Y'all don't laugh at me, all right? <laughs> gonna, I'm going to tell you why. Here's what I have done. Y'all don't laugh. It's deer season, all right? Traditionally, in my life, when deer season rolls around, I take about a whole month, and I don't do anything except for deer hunt. I did that in 2017. I did that in 2018. I did that in 2000. No, I didn't do it in 2019, 2000. I haven't done it since we started 307 Project. Right? I haven't. I, I have put our calling and our purpose ahead of my deer hunting. Well, this year, I decided I wasn't going to do that. And when I looked at the calendar a few weeks ago, and I saw that old president over here has scheduled a bunch of stuff that is in alignment with our calling and our purpose, right smack dab in the middle of the rut when I hunt. I got so dang mad. And I told the president over here, I said, for the next three weeks, you better not ask me to do anything because I ain't doing nothing. Don't ask me to do. You put all this stuff on the daggone calendar. You know this is my time, son. Did I not tell you I ain't doing nothing? Yep. 
I said, don't ask me to film a daggone video. Don't ask me to do a podcast. Don't, I ain't doing nothing. He said, well, he's smart enough to know that if he tells me, no, you're doing what needs to be done, that I'm just going to buck him real hard. So he just shrugged his shoulders. I have a feeling he probably knew the Holy Spirit was going to do the work that needed to be done. All right. This is what happened. When I decided to make something, my God, my idol, other than my God and my King, you know what, you know what happened? God, the father said, well, all right, Chad, Roger that. I'm not going to let you enjoy anything. If you don't want to operate within what, within the parameters of who I've called you to be, and you want to put something in front of the mission that I have called you to execute, that's all right. I'm not going to let you enjoy your hunting. I'm going to make it miserable for you. And that's what he's done. It's supernatural. It's literally supernatural. I have went and sat in my deer stand because I'm so hard-headed. I went and sat in my deer stand and I was miserable there. I hadn't found any enjoyment in my marriage. I haven't found any enjoyment in my Bible. I haven't found any enjoyment in scripture. I haven't found any enjoyment in running. I haven't found any enjoyment in mountain biking. I haven't found any. You know why? Do y'all understand why? The Holy Spirit said, all right, you hard-headed son of a gun. You want to operate outside of who I called you to be? That's fine. You won't like anything until you get back in alignment with my will for your life. This happened. It happened, man. It's supernatural. You know, there's a verse in Hebrews. I shared it with the Alpine team before we stepped off on the mission. And it goes about like this. I haven't, I don't have it pulled up right here. It says, you know, no chastisement is, is feels good at the time, right? No, never when you're getting chastised does it feel good at the time. But in the end, it produces fruit. You come out the other end wiser, stronger, with a new lesson. And so I've been chastised. And you know what I did today? I didn't go hunting today. You know what I did this morning? I, well, I, I actually made a decision last night. I said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate the day today to, to Jesus. I said, I'm going to worship him in all that I do today. If I go exercise, it's going to be for him. If I have conversation, it's going to be for him. Uh, if I'm studying some something, it's going to be him. I didn't say, I, I said, Lord, I get it, man, loud and clear. I ain't going hunting today. I'm going to, I'm going to take this thing down and put it on the, on the, I'm going to put it on the next shelf underneath you where, where it belongs. And I got up today and I found, enjoyment in reading my Bible. I found enjoyment 
in putting together this message for you guys tonight. I found enjoyment in my exercise. I found peace and enjoyment in my marriage all in one day. It came back in an instant. Simply a silly decision that I had to flip my, flip my priorities around. Holy smokes, man. Why am I such an idiot? How many times do I have to learn this lesson in life? I want to share that with y'all. That's embarrassing. I didn't want to tell y'all that. <laughs> but there it is. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next thing that I want to share with y'all tonight. All right. Whole new topic. Did y'all get did y'all get what you did y'all get what I was laying down with that first one? It don't matter if you did or not. I said that to myself anyways. I just happened to be talking in this microphone. Um all right, next topic. I made a post yesterday on Instagram. Did any of y'all read that post? It's about caring too much. All right. Some of y'all saw it. You know, it always it always scares me when I make a post on Instagram and 10,000 people like it and everybody agrees with it. It always scares me. You know what that tells me? It tells me that the messaging is probably able to be taken and, and twisted and used to fit anybody and everybody's agenda. All right? And the message I shared was uh, was a could be a dangerous message. Not caring too much. I, I said in the post, I've spent the majority of my life caring too much. I told that to my dad today. My dad's on the call right here. And he laughed at me. And he said, huh, that's exactly the opposite of what the Bible says. <laughs> and so we... So we had to break this down just a little bit, what I mean, all right? And, and I want to break that. I, I want to break this down because I think it's important, all right? What did I mean by not caring too much? I'm going to tell you all a couple of quick stories, all right? <clears throat> I was up at the uh, the tattoo place the other day getting tattooed, and I was sitting in here with these these tattoo artists, I was in there all day, like 12 hours. And, um, a customer had come in and had gotten a piercing. And when the customer left shortly after she left, she made a post on Reddit. I don't use Reddit, but apparently a lot of people use it. All right. And the post was basically, uh, her, complaining about the piercing that she had just gotten at the tattoo shop and she was bashing the guy that that did the piercing and she was bashing the 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 tattoo shop and and just like just going to town on them man and so i'm sitting back watching how these guys react to this and it it really took me aback so what this guy did um 
with this customer that was unhappy with the piercing, uh, he basically called her and uh, said, hey, if you're not happy with it, I'm going to go ahead and refund you the, the entire cost of what you paid to have this done. If you want me to redo it, I'll redo it for free. Just come on up. Um, and uh, so he did that. He refunded her. Well, after he did that, essentially what he did was he did everything in his power to make the situation right. Okay? After he did that, she took her money back, but she continued to bash them. And you know what they did? They didn't, they didn't get upset about it. Once they had done everything that they could do to make the situation right, and it was not enough to suffice or to reconcile with that customer, for whatever reason, they sat around and laughed about it. They cut up about it. They had a good rest of the day. And I thought, huh, man, that's, a, that's pretty cool. Let me tell you something. Some of you guys, some of you guys are going to work really hard in life, all right? Whatever your aspirations are, okay? We, we, all right. Some of you are going to work really hard. You're going to get to a place in life and people's perception of you or their perspective of you is going to be skewed. All right? Y'all follow me here. You're going to work really hard for years and years and years, some of you decades, and you're going to get to a place and people are going to come into your life that are going to have a skewed perspective of you. You know why? Because they didn't see the decades of work that it took for you to get to where you are. All right? People are going to come into your life and they're going to see you sometimes as greedy. They're going to see you sometimes as selfish. They're going to see you sometimes as lazy. They're going to see you as a whole bunch of different things, all right? This has happened to me. Here's the thing. If someone perceives me or you as greedy, and you know in your heart, now this requires an honest assessment, you know in your heart the decisions that you are making are not out of greed. And you know what it took to get to where you are. All right? Only you know that. But here's the thing. It still doesn't feel good for someone to perceive you as greedy. It doesn't feel good. Even if you know they don't have the whole picture. And so I care so much. I care so much that when people perceive me a certain way, I care so much that it eats me alive, man. 
It eats me alive. And here's the thing. I think this goes back to when I was in the military. In the military, you care so much about what your brothers think of you because your reputation is everything and it's a small community. And you legitimately care so much about what each and every man thinks of you. But here's the difference between the military and this place that I'm in now. In the military, your peers are judging you objectively. Objectively. They're judging you based off of how well you perform a task. Out here, people are judging you subjectively. They're judging you based off of the whims of their emotions, and they are judging you based off of the incomplete picture that they have. All right, we're going to tie this into scripture here in just a minute. You are being judged subjectively. Now, over the last few years of my life, as I'm being judged from 10,000 different angles subjectively by people that really don't know me, I care so much that it has chipped away at me. It's chipped away at me. Every little thing, it's chipped away at me, and I've almost lost my fire. Can y'all believe that? I've almost let it crush me. And so I have made a vow to myself to care less about what people say about other people's perspective, about other people's opinions that are skewed. When I say I care too much, I don't say I'm not saying it in a way as I care too much about the poor. I care. I, I'm not saying I, I, I care too much about somebody that needs help. I care too much about the people that I spend time with, that we tr when we train together, whatever it may be. I'm saying I care too much about what people think, say, and what their perspective is. And it has chipped away at me like no other. In life, you are going to have to make decisions that affect people. And the people that are affected by those decisions don't have the entire picture. And they are going to get in your head, man. I'm just being real with y'all. I'm just being real with y'all. So, how do we tie this into Scripture? How do we tie this into Scripture? I think in one way it ties in. I think that this idea of caring too much, a lot of times, stops us in our tracks when it comes to sharing the gospel or sharing our faith in public. I think caring too much about the perspective of others stops many of us from sharing our faith, living it openly, and sharing the gospel. Here's what the Bible says. 
The Bible says, this is Paul speaking, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God is the one that is making it grow. I want you to understand something as this pertains to faith and sharing the gospel and living out your faith openly in front of everyone that you come in contact with. It is not your job to care about how they perceive it. It is not your job to care about how they perceive you as a Christian. It is not your job to care about that. And if you can't learn to do everything that you can do in your control, but then when it comes out of your control, when things are out of your control, if you cannot learn to care less at that point and focus on the way forward, it will trip away at you and it will crush you eventually. And that's what I meant by that. That's what I meant by that. And I just want to tell you guys, I really do. I think, I think, it, is, I think it is important that we all recognize this. And the last thing I'm going to leave you off on this is caring too much. In other words, thinking that you always are, a, are, are always going to be able to right a wrong, fix a problem, change someone's perspective. And caring too much and thinking that uh, you're always going to be able to make amends in every situation. And caring too much to, to think about uh, what people, uh, how people perceive you and, 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 and all that stuff. And caring too much is actually a form of self-reliance is actually a form of self-reliance and me caring so much has a lot to do with self self-reliance it has has a lot to do with me uh wanting to maintain my reputation but it also has a lot to do with me trying to be self-reliant how foolish of me to think that i'm never going to make mistakes how foolish of me to think that I can change people's perspective of me. How foolish of me to think that I have the answer to every equation that upsets people around me. How foolish of me to think that I am intelligent and powerful enough to bear that burden. The way that I've been caring too much is actually a form of self-reliance that I have got to root out of my life because it has been water on the flame that the Holy Spirit has lit within me. And I don't want you guys to fall into that trap, man. I don't want you guys to fall into that trap. And that's why I wanted to share that with y'all tonight. So, thank you guys for allowing me to preach to myself tonight. I appreciate all of you uh, tuning in and listening. I'm going to hand it over to Blake real quick and uh, see if he's got any commentary. Blake is a wise, wise man. Uh, gosh, he's so much better than I am. No, just at certain things. 
you know, like you, you talking about that, it makes me think of like, you know, cattle and an electric fence. Like when they're in there first, they try to get out and they get bumped by that electricity a few times and they say, well, screw this. I'm just not even going to try to get out. I'm just going to stay in my fence. And that's the same thing. Those things coming are just bumping you. It's not killing you, but it's just enough for you to say, you know what, man, this is just, that's just annoying and aggravating. I'm just not even going to do anything that's going to bring that on myself. And some of you on the call might be saying, I got this figured out. I couldn't give a crap less what anybody says. And so if that's you, that that opposite end of the spectrum is also just as uh, wrong. Right. There is a there is a balance there, just like with most anything that we have. There's two extremes to it. And so totally writing off what everybody says uh, should be considered as well. And yeah, I mean, that that's what I would say is that both sides of it are equally as wrong. And there's certain people you should pay attention to in yeah. your life and you should listen to. And and you also, it also requires extreme honesty with yourself. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it really does. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right, man. Yeah. So that's what I would add to it. You guys like my Crocs? <laughs> I'll let you turn it over. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I want to hear what you guys had to say. Uh, I, I, please, please, please somebody chime in and, uh, and, and let me know what you got out of this or, or, or anything to add. It doesn't have to, 